Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing the work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Amy Light, owner of Fit for Excellence in Oregon City, Oregon. Amy, thank you so much for being here today. Hey, thanks. You are very welcome. I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to talk with us. Tell us about Fit for Excellence. What is it that you're doing there? How are you changing lives in Oregon? Love it. Well, I have been in this facility for 10 years in this space. Um, my passion is really the reason why I'm named at Fit for Excellence What is because I love training people for excellence. Um, that means something different for everybody. For me, it is training people, mind, body, spirit to be fit for anything that comes their way. And that's what I'm really passionate about. So I really love helping take why people, most people are trying to get healthier. Everybody has a different reason though, what their real why is. Um, what I love though, is I love showing everybody that they actually can 100% achieve their best potential. And a lot of times that is way beyond what they even think is possible. And that creates excellence for them in their every area of their life. So what I love is when people have that, a lot of times it's even just a mindset transformation that happens because they start training. Um, but what I love is that when people, when it clicks and they, and they explore their ability and then they discover um, that they can do things that they love, that they have more energy to do things, that they eat better, their family eats better, um, they're able to feel strength in things that they do, it raises their confidence and it completely changes every area of their life. Very well said. And you, you encompass a lot of the things that we hear from, you know, from gym owners, from trainers that, um, you know, you hit on the mental, you hit on the physical, and it really can be whole body. And those are the most satisfying and long lasting transformations. So it's great that it's not just a focus of, you know, lose weight or, you know, build some biceps or butt or whatever it is, right? It's, it's really transform your outlook on yourself. And then the rest becomes just a matter of following along with who that person is. Correct. So yep. how did you get to that point of realizing that? How did you get started as a business owner, as a trainer? How did you get to where you are now? Give us the, uh, the summary, the Cliff's Notes uh, of how Amy and Fit for Excellence came to be. Sure. Well, I actually just turned 41 and I, when I was in my teens, I always loved being athletic. I didn't really have to, and I was always strong. Um, I started lifting when I was 15 and I didn't understand nutrition to save my life. I wasn't raised in a family that was trying to be nutritionally focused. Um, and I didn't, I always thought that my size and my strength was awesome, but I really didn't know how the potential of it. And then I went away to college and in college, I was always training my roommates and I was the one that would push everybody to go hiking or go lift weights or whatever. And I was also the one to put on a ton of weight. I didn't understand how much the, how much, well, when you lift heavy and you eat a lot, you 
gain a lot of size. And so that was my college experience. Um, so leaving college, I started training more seriously with some of my friends that were bodybuilders and I got a job at a corporate gym. Um, and I loved learning how when you do eat right and when you do train, your body can be phenomenal. But for me, it was still physical. I was still trying to do it to recover my body from gaining weight and not feeling really good. And so as I learned how to really maximize my strength and my physique potential, I was like, dang, I kind of want to compete. This is so fun. I've been staring at girls in Oxygen Magazine since 95. You know, I've, I mean, watching, um, I entered max muscle competitions, that kind of stuff. And so I just started writing down, I'm a gym owner. I am a trainer. I'm a nutritionist. I'm a life coach. I kept, I'm a big believer in affirmation. So when I started doing that, I started looking more into actually the psychology of neuroplasticity, which is when you have affirmations that basically write out the, your thoughts and the destiny, right? You're kind of pushing that out there. And what you say, what you think is what you become, what you focus on is what you become. And so I was saying all these things. And then finally, um, after having two babies, I just made my mind up that I wanted to compete and show women that you could get in great shape, but it still was a lot physical for me. Um, and finally, after competing and doing a dozen shows, um, I just was like, wait, this is so much mental, so much more mental and spiritual and physical together that I'm giving it credit for. And I want to teach women that you can't, that it's not about the dieting or achieving this perfect body or um, I mean, that's just also temporary. And so and then I kind of, as I opened my own business, um, I put the name fit for excellence on it because it is being fit for excellence, being fit to do things that you love in life. And it's so much more than just obviously looks. So that's what that's what really fired me up to own my own gym is I wanted to have a different reason than just going into a big corporate gym, signing up for a training and having a bunch of people that just want to lose a bunch of weight. Nice. So you have have had this this feeling and this drive and this passion to do things a specific way. And you've been doing it a while and you built up this business, this core following you have your, your in-person studio. Um, business changed a little bit for you and for everybody when COVID hit, but right. you didn't take it and, and pull the, the victim card and, and just you know crawl under a rock. You had a, a pivot and it's been really successful for you. So can you just kind of summarize for us what your business looked like before COVID and what it looks like now? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I actually have, I have had a lot of changes in my life in the last couple of years. Um, and I do think, and then one thing that I love sharing with other people that are trying to start their own business is obviously I, I preach a lot about consistency, even with my own clients, but really being willing to shift and adapt is going to always save your business. And 
obviously get you through things you didn't even know are coming. So really prepping and um, anyways, I'm going to go back to the way you said. So when, when COVID happened um, in a matter of a day, I have, you know, I have a very close personal relationship with almost all my clients. Um, I get to see almost all my clients every day. And so when we had to shut down, I was like, crap, in one day, everybody's got to homeschool their kids. Everybody is not wanting to lose their routine. We all have such a good, healthy routine around here. So I immediately was waking up and going online every hour for my clients to make sure that we were like this, just going live. And I was giving them their workout every day and staying connected. They could talk to me. I mean, it was wild, um, but it was, it was what you did. So I didn't even consider it being an option. There was not one single minute that I thought, let's shut the gym doors and just like send everybody a note. Like that was not an option for me. Not only did I not even consider that, but I thought, how can this be even more beneficial for everybody? Because we are going to need something that stays consistent in our lives when everybody's separate. And so going online and doing, having an hour with everybody every day in our community that we normally had was our slice of normalcy when everybody was in lockdown. And so I was able to talk about to people about now, what do we do about food now that we're just at home all the time? You know, what does our nutrition look like when we're, you know, everybody's bored? What does it look like when we're at home and there's nowhere to go? And so we all got to work through that together. And then I threw out a quarantine cut, which was rad online. Cause though nobody was in the gym. I got, I didn't get any, financial help. Um, the building owner, obviously everybody needed to pay their own bills. So nothing there, everybody had to provide for their own space. Um, and so going online saved this brick and mortar here. And then the, yeah, the, right when it started, I was like, let's do a quarantine cut. If we do a challenge online, everybody gets all their account strong accountability group. We're all training together every day. It not only saved my business, but it doubled my clients because I was able to help more people online. And so then it was just a really wild, what, two and a half months that we were completely out of the gym. And it was, it was awesome. It, I look back and I think, uh, how the heck did I work out that many times a day? <laughs> um, but it was, it was really cool. And it, yeah, saved our business and we came back stronger. Awesome. Would you say, um, and I know, I don't even know if we're far enough out or past or past the midpoint. I don't even know where we are in COVID. Only hindsight will tell. But would you say that in your years of business ownership, that's been the biggest difficulty that you've faced? Or have there been other big obstacles that you've, you've conquered on the way? Um, I would say that's probably the biggest shift for sure. Um, I've done, I've, have incorporated life coaching and I've had a lot of different trainers come in here. So I personally, for me, uh, the, the people part is easy for me. Um, encouragement, training part, nutrition, those are all easy things that I absolutely love. I love the relationship aspect. My personal weakness and being an owner is actually, uh, having the time to really invest in new trainers that I get. That's always been my struggle is finding trainers that are, 
I want him to be as passionate as I am and have want to have the relationships that I have and um, or the work ethic or the drive, you know, so that's actually been my biggest, I guess, business struggle is wanting to triple myself, you know, um, but, you know, in a perfect world, we, but there are amazing people that exist. It's just finding them and sharing your passion. Um, but I'd say for sure, having to shift that quickly. Um, also, which is a, a good example of never knowing what to, that you're going to need to be prepped for is um, during quarantine, I was actually, I've been, I got divorced a couple years ago and I had to buy, sell my house for sale by myself um, two, two months after the gym shut and the bank called me and told me I had to prove that my income stayed a hundred percent the same oh, yeah. during quarantine to qualify to buy the house I picked out. And so if I wouldn't have gone online, I would have not had my home. So that was a miracle that I didn't even know that I needed to be in the business side. I didn't even know that I would need to have retained all my clients for something even more important in my personal life. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really, that could, that's a curveball that nobody could have really predicted. Right. So that's yep. something where, you know, you said that the online thing saved your brick and mortar, but it, it kind of saved your bacon in your brick and mortar that you live in or, yep. or <laughs> but, but for sure, um, that's, that's definitely a huge upside. And, and we do, we don't find a lot of upsides through COVID, but the shift to trainers and gym owners seeing that an online or a hybrid model can be very profitable and still give a level of service that you feel is up to whatever standard you've created. People think that just because you can't be in person with someone and give them tactile corrections, that every other possible thing that you can do for them goes out the window. When in reality, yes, you do lose that. You'll never be able to do that virtually. I shouldn't say you'll never be able to do it virtually. It'll never be exactly the same as being there with someone, but you know, being able to be more convenient for people and being able to give them more service and scale yourself. And, you know, for a lot of, a lot of gym owners that we talk to, you know, they're, you know, and we talked to those off the air have said, you know, I had to figure it out. How do I make money with less clients? Because not everybody grew. And they're like, I couldn't get a hundred, $150 a month in person, but now I'm getting 80, 90, a hundred dollars a week because I can provide more value and more service to people. So they have less clients and, and maybe don't even have a brick and mortar anymore, or maybe they do, but they're making more revenue and feel like they're giving a better service, right? Because it's not just how much can you charge, it's how much can you can you give, how much value can you give to somebody? And money is just the, the engine that keeps things going so that you can do it. So yeah, the, the pivot to online or adding it as a layer, even for gyms that didn't have to go fully remote has been a game changer. Mm -hmm. And I recommend it. I would recommend it for every gym. I mean, what's awesome is even big corporations did it, right? 24 has theirs. You know, everybody has theirs that they kind of, they saw they need to put some workouts on, on online to look like they provide more value. And so it is uh, to stay up with everybody now. I'm always like looking at, I love studying other people that are trainers and a lot of trainers that I absolutely love and that are so wise 
and they're just crushing it actually fully went online. And so they don't have the, they did drop the brick and mortar completely, but I think having both is really special. And there is certain people that, that are dying to be in person. They don't want to be online. And then actually half of the people that used to come in here and made room for new people because half the people that used to come in didn't know that they would love to be they always they only wanted to be in person before covid but since quarantine happened and this you still the unknown they're like dang actually it's pretty rad to work out at home you're still in my face every morning i get you i get to hear you we work out together and then i get to go like jump in my shower and i'm to work early so there is actually it's actually allowed for more space for new clients yeah. Yeah. Capacity is something that people didn't even realize maybe that they needed or that would make a big difference. And it's just, it's taken one more layer of a ceiling off that people thought that they had in their facility. It's just all these limiting beliefs and all these different situations that gym owners have had that they're like, Oh, I, I can do this. So this awakening and shift in the market has been fantastic. So you did that, you made a, a huge splash into the online world and that's growing. You're never going to go away from it. What's the future look like for your brick and mortar, for your in-person? Like, are you going to stay where you are? Are you going to grow it? Are you going to expand? What's the in-person look like? Well, just like, uh, just like everything that I've always written out, um, I actually did write years ago that I wanted, I was like, why am I doing all these workouts every single day and not recording them online? So that was amazing to be forced to do that vision. Um, but I've also really weighed out, I've done a lot of mentorships and I've gone to some phenomenal trainers around the country um, to study what they do, what their brick and mortar looks like. And I was, I did really want to do more of an upscale, like full facility that encompasses everything about training that I love, including uh, the, including the the specialty people that you'd go to. I mean, like your chiropractors, your massage, all those things. I love those clubs so much. Um, but when I go to look at the evidence of who, how many people they're able to help, the level of quality, um, the size of facilities. It's really hard to beat the studio gyms, even though studio gyms are, the small boutiques are, a lot of them had to shut down because they did not have that quick switch. Um, but for being able to have like that really personal relationship with people and the revenue and have online, it's hard to want to get the big scale financial risk of a big gym, even though I've looked at that and I love that. Um, it's very comfortable to stay with the idea of growing unlimited online. Is And so brick and mortar might just stay where it is as it is here and I still get to help the same amount of people I have. It is limiting. It is limited to the size of facility I have. Um, so that's, that's, and I would love to have, I have one amazing trainer in here. I'd love to have a more, couple more trainers in here that want to work full time. Um, but for me personally, just because I've been doing the grind for so long, I would love to continue to grow the value of online and um, be able to keep both. It's not easy. 
it's actually incredibly hard to do both, but it's so fun. Yeah, no, nothing about owning and running a gym is easy. That's that's for sure. So um, eventually like to add more trainers, but the right trainers, right? It's not just going to be anybody. It, it may be maybe an amazing client that you have that really finds that passion and, and they want to do it or maybe someone transplants to where you are. Um, in the meantime, are you doing anything on that side to actually grow the numbers or are you kind of letting that be organic and just really focusing on the growth of the online for now? Yeah, the or well, for right now, it is online is is again so attractive because I can instantly offer people nutrition training, life coaching, accountability instantly with I have two uh, teammates actually three on the online side um, that are working for me to help me with that side. Um, in person, same I would always grow, but that in person, even 10 years ago, it didn't matter where I advertised. It is always word of mouth is the best way to, and it's always been organic. So I stay booked, but it is always organic how the gym grows. No magazines that I've, you know, I've done magazines, uh, TV interviews, you know, on the news, or I've been paid big bucks for sports advertising and nothing has grown in person, Jim, like somebody's friend. It's always word of mouth. And is it, is it the same? Are, are you still word of mouth and referrals for the online side too? Is that where most of your new clients are coming from? Uh, yep. We're, it is definitely through word of mouth also. Um, but I am doing a lot of uh, Instagram. I do a lot of Instagram ads and Facebook ads. Um, and I will get a few people, but more it, I mean, people have to see something 40,000 times online before they buy into it. It's actually, you know, marketing wise proven. They have to see at least seven times before they believe it. It's a thing. Um, but because I have so many awesome transformations, it's when somebody, yeah, same thing, feels like they're in the best shape of their adult life and they just have a confidence about them. That person gets so many friends to see me way more than somebody that I don't know. Absolutely, yeah. A good, good word of mouth, good referral is still as good as gold in the industry yep. and always will be. So that's a huge lesson. Um, as we wrap up and come out of time, what other lessons, if you, if there was one thing you could tell the younger Amy or to tell to somebody listening that's in the business or thinking about getting in the business, if there's just, if there's one overarching lesson that stands out to you or a piece of advice, what would it be? I would absolutely promote, uh, well, I'd be thankful for the hustle, but I would say it's consistency. It's waking up every single day with passion wake up, fire it up and find out your reason why um, I do it because I can't help it. People ask me all the time, how the heck do you wake up at 3 a.m. with full of energy every day? I have three kids. I'm always going a million miles an hour, but I cannot help it. I do it because I love it. And I think that you have to do it because you love it. You want to show up for people. And if you have that passion, then you just don't quit. You won't stop. Um, I also would not ever hesitate to network more. 
So a lot of the things that I did, I didn't, I started pre-social media and all that stuff. I didn't take photos of things, you know? And so now it's crazy and awesome. You can do big events and, or compete and you get, you can have show credentials with it. I did all that stuff before it was something you shared with people. And so I would absolutely say constantly showing uh, where you're growing, you know, educate, improve your and continue to go to mentorships perfect perfect well said we are just about out of time but before i let you go i want to make sure if the audience wants to hear more about you find you online reach out to you as someone who maybe they want to try your gym or maybe they want to talk to you about your passion and your gym owner uh, journey and entrepreneurial journey where can people find you online sure um on instagram at Amy underscore fit for excellence, or I have an awesome website. It's fit for info. And I'd love to answer questions. All right. And it's all spelled out fit for info. And then the Instagram and Facebook links are on there. Yep. And you said your, uh, the Instagram is Amy underscore fit for fit for excellence. Correct. Perfect. Well, I thank you so much for being here. I think you added about 10 times the energy to my day. You're much better <laughs> than a cup of coffee. And uh, I'm, I'm ready to kick some more ass for the rest of the day. So that's yes. awesome. I thank you so much for bringing that to us in the podcast. And I thank you for your time. Heck yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and everybody out there listening, thank you for your time too. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. If you want to hear more episodes, make sure to smash that subscribe button. Hear more awesome people like Amy coming on, telling their stories. If you want to share yours, we believe everyone has one to share and we want to get it out to the world. Click the link in the description, fill out the form. Someone from the team will reach out and we'll get you on here too. To everybody out there in Gym Lords Nation, keep changing lives, keep working hard, keep kicking ass. Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Eric from Fit for Life. Eric, how's it going, man? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go ahead and kind of get right into it. So um, what is the name of your gym and what is your position at that gym? Uh, so I'm the general manager for Fit for Life Health Clubs. Uh, the gym that I manage is the Jacksonville location. Uh, we're stationed in North Carolina. We have 10 locations currently, uh, about to have three more by the end of the year. So we're, uh, we're growing pretty fast here. Awesome, man. Yeah, I love it. So how long have you, oh, how long have you been in the, in the gym industry? So I'll be in the gym industry going on about four years now. Okay. Okay. Yep. Awesome, man. And how, how did that happen? Like how did, like what made you want to get in the industry? Oh man, honestly, it's, it's a pretty crazy story. Um, I used to work for WWE and after I left them, my best friend was down here running a location in Clayton 
and uh, I gave him a call one day, just seeing if they were hiring. You know, I was just willing to take on any position. Um, yeah. Being very interested, I gave my resume over to the owners. They looked at the resume. Um, they flew me down within the week. Oh, nice. Did an interview, and then uh, they hired me right on the spot. Started managing our Goldsboro location, which is one of our smaller locations in the company. And I kind of turned that place around as much as I could. It was a rough area. Um, and then just one day, I you know gave one of the uh, owners a call saying, hey, I'm ready for something bigger. They had Jacksonville kind of in question. They, they weren't really ready to open it yet. I came down here, uh, found a location, and then, you know, history was written. We opened one of the biggest facilities in the, uh, in the company. That's awesome, man. And, um, and just, uh, I already know, but let the audience talk. What size facility are we talking here? Um, so we're pushing 30,000 square feet here. Um, this was an old Michael's. So if you've ever been to Michael's, you know how big yeah. that, that can be. Um, you know, probably the, or the second biggest now, our biggest location is pushing 50,000 square feet now. That's in Fayetteville. Damn. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so you guys are like, you're here for it, man. Like you're like, you're ready to go 30,000 square oh, yeah. feet. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah. So, uh, yeah, just curious about this. So did you have, like, whenever you started managing, did you have any experience like in the gym industry before, or are you think it was just the man manager skills that you had? Just it was, I, I had no fitness history whatsoever. Um, you know, I played basketball, high school, college, et cetera. Um, but as far as running a gym, no experience in that whatsoever is more of just managerial experience. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a true leader. You know, I love, I love leading people. I love coaching people, stuff like that. So that's what kind of, I think brought my success to the table here for life. That's awesome, man. And, and it seems like that's, you know, that, that's kind of the common theme, like a good, a good manager, like, you know, unless, unless it's something absolutely crazy, like you should be able just to kind of fit in, you know, in any, in any type of business, just with your leadership skills and things like that, then event, like you learn the business, but I mean, if you have a good team, right, mm -hmm. like they can kind of like show you the ropes of your actual industry, but you're just managing people more or less. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. And I mean, it's all about the people you have around you. You know, if I have great mentors in this company, a lot of people that, you know, I can still go to to this day that, you know, taught me a lot about the industry. Yeah. It's just about being a sponge, man. It's just absorbing all the information they give you, all the coaching tactics they give you. And, you know, as long as you build the team right around you, you know, you'll be successful. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's talk about the facility here. So um, you guys have been around for like two years, um, 30,000 square feet. So I know it's a full service gym, but if you don't care to like elaborate on that. So like what all services do you guys offer there? So uh, what makes us successful the most that's company wide is our complimentary kid zone complimentary classes. So inside of our membership packages, all those are free with your membership. You know, our kid zone is basically a McDonald's play place. It's got the slide TVs and their bunch of toys, fitness classes, our fitness classes are amazing. You know, I found the right talent in Jacksonville brought those instructors in to, you know, really make sure their following came to us. Mm -hmm. uh, we offer personal training. Um, we've been voted best training services in Jacksonville two years in a row. Nice, dude. So, uh, top three, two years in a row. So that's, you know, really gratifying. So we got the personal training, the kids on the classes, um, and then 24-7 access, 365. So you come in at any time, even on Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I love that, man. So with, all right, so you guys offer... So the classes that are included, like what, what types of classes are we talking about right there? Um, so anywhere from Zumba to yoga to hit classes, boot camp classes. You know, we have a class called Hot Hula, which is kind of a, a, a Tahitian dance class. Oh, that's classes, cool. That's which cool. is like actually really popular. That's yeah. probably one of the most popular classes that we, that we have. 
Um, our yoga is amazing. Uh, we just want best yoga studio as well. So as far as, you know, the best fit fitness in the, uh, in the city, we got that yoga that is attached. That is a huge following as well. Awesome, man. So do you guys have like, so I'm sure you, like you have a, a room, like a separate room for that. Mm -hmm. So uh, what is the size of that room? So that room is right around six, 7,000 square feet. And then we have a spin room as well, which I didn't mention. We have a spin room that's a little small and that's about 2,000 square feet. Has okay. about 20, 20 bikes inside of there. Yeah. So, so six or 7,000 square foot group room. Yep. Man, that's, that's huge. Yeah, it's huge. That's a, that's a huge group room. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And so is it, is it mostly full like for, for the classes or uh, it depends on what class it is. Our, we have a Thursday, Friday morning Zuma class that actually just got finished. Um, we had up to 30 people in that class just today. Okay. Um, our yoga gets pretty slumped, but uh, it depends on the day. It depends on what class. Um, it, we usually average around 10 to 15 people in each class. Okay. Awesome, man. That's, that's pretty kick-ass. All right. So, and kid care is, is included in that. Have you guys seen any, um, has, has COVID held you guys back or anything like that? Like, for, um, that goes? You know, not, we're in a military town. We're in a Marine town. So yeah. you kind of have those people that, you know, really aren't afraid of COVID, but, uh, you know, the community really welcomed us with open arms when we opened up for COVID. Mm -hmm. um, as, as far as like outbreaks in the gym, anything like that, we've, you know, we've kept everything pretty under control just with our cleanliness, our social distancing, following those policies, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So there's like the restriction wise, you guys aren't facing a lot right there or no, anything. uh we've really tailored off our restrictions uh within the last three to four months you know we were pretty strict you know probably a year ago last summer very yeah. strict on limiting the capacity inside the facility you know spacing all the equipment making sure everyone was spaced out if they wanted to wear a mask they could wear a mask stuff like that so yeah yeah that makes sense man yeah. and so let's uh, let's talk like okay so we've got the group classes stuff like so we know how that works now as far as personal training um Oh, you have semi, semi private also. So as far as that goes, what do you guys do to get people into that program? Like the, the semi private or personal training? Yeah, man. So, um, I love our personal training uh, department. So every new member is offered a free fitness assessment okay. that fitness assessment. They're going to meet with uh, my fitness manager. He's going to dive really deep into their, their goals, their past fitness history, you know, what they're looking to do injuries, aches and pains. You know, we get all their basic numbers, their body fat percentage, their BMI, you know, blood, they'll take their blood pressure. Um, and then after we ask them a series of different questions about their health, uh, fitness, stuff like that, we put them through a functional movement screening. Uh, it's called the FMS. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's very popular with athletes, military, yeah. um, you know, even doctor's offices use it. And that's going to tailor, you know, it's going to find the pinpoints in the body, the weaknesses, the tight spots, the weak spots, the aches and pains. And that FMS is how we design our whole personal training. So we're not, you know, working you out with just a simple, you know, here's some push-ups, here's some running up and down the turf, push the cart where, you know, we're really tailoring those, you know, the ankle imbalance, the hip immobility, the shoulder immobility, stuff like that. We're making sure yeah. the weakest areas of your body are growing as well. Okay. Yeah. I love that, man. And and so for everyone that comes in, I mean, it, it's definitely a custom thing, right? Because mm -hmm. it's going to be based off of, you know, their screening and like what the results of that was. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, not once, not a single person in this facility has the same program because everyone's body is moving differently. We understand that and we really tailor it to that person's body and their goals as well. Yeah, that, that's awesome, man. So as far as, so everyone gets a free, um, a free assessment, like if they decide to take it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So how many people would you say, how many people actually say, yeah, I want to do it? Um, you know, we actually, we have a company standard 
you know, we want to book 65% of the new members for that free fitness assessment, but it's all about building value. You know, we do something called a pre-tour when someone comes in, you know, we sit you down, we ask you a series of questions and it's all about sprinkling the seeds of the personal training. You know, yeah. we're always kind of saying, you know, have you ever had a trainer? You know, what are your goals? You know, what's stopping you from reaching your goals? And, you know, we really start sprinkling in that personal training. So when it comes down to booking them for that assessment, they're already like, wow, I really need this. Yeah. Um, the hardest is going to be, oh, you know, your, your young Marines or, you know, the people that have an online coach or, you know, people that have been doing fitness for a long time. That's hard, yeah. but it's really, if you build the right value, they'll still do it as well. Yeah, that's true. And, and yeah, that, that's a good point you make. So when you guys are doing the tour, it's, you know, you're not just showing them around. I mean, you are, but like you said, you're sprinkling seeds. So you, like your future pacing, right? Like your, your training program and kind of like building value there, you know, yeah. throughout. And so does the fitness manager give them the tour or is it just like someone that they made at the end kind of? So um, whoever is giving them the tour, it could be myself, sales manager, our fitness consultants. They could be giving the tour, but it's called the greater introduction. We want to make sure our fitness manager whether he's on the floor, you know, working with somebody already, he's sitting at his desk, that he's getting introduced, you know, giving them, giving them, you know, what he thinks they might need and being like, hey, I'm very, can't wait to meet with you, can't wait to work with you, stuff like that. So make sure yeah. he's introduced. So they're not just sitting in front of somebody they don't know and they've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a really good point. And, and so all of your staff, so from like you, just like basically all the way down, everyone is trained to give this um, first tour Mm -hmm. slash you know assessment or like trying to set that set that up yeah exactly okay. and we have about three fitness managers in the building that are you know trained to take those fitness assessments and really build the value and get them to sign up for personal training okay awesome man so um so the company so 65 percent you want to book mm -hmm. um what would you say how many would you say show because i know that's like when like we did that and then there were so many people that would would people would book and then people would be like oh well you know I don't yep. like, yeah, I'll come. Then you just don't hear from them again. So what's the, what would you say the show is on that? Yeah. The, uh, it's the nature of the business. People flaking or not yeah. showing up. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, hey, those who follow up most win, man. So you really got to follow up with those people. That's that true. That's up. true. But um, we try to get a show percentage between 40 and 60%. Yeah. Um, and we try to book those new members within 72 hours. Oh, you know, absolutely. We're, man. we're having a hot month. It's really hot, hard to, you know, set them up for 72 hours. So we try to get them, you know, within the first week of them joining. Yeah, that 24 to 72 hour period is very important because they're brand new, they're brand, they're green into the building. So we want to make sure they're getting the, the correct service. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and stuff like that, too. Like, you know, when, whenever you get them in, like they, they get more bought into the gym itself, you know, or, mm -hmm. you know, integrated it, if you will. And that just, you know, number one, I mean, they're getting the best service they can get at the facility. But number two, I mean, you know, you're you're just, you know, prolonging the lifelong of that you know, client as well. Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, the retention rate is, you know, that's what we kind of strive off of. You want to retain these members. So if you give them the right service right off the bat, you know, the likelihood of them, you know, renewing after their, you know, their agreement is bar none. They're going to sign up because they got that right experience right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. So um, kind of shifting gears now to like um, promotions, advertisements, things you guys do. Like, what do you, uh, what's your big thing that you guys are doing right now to bring new people in the door? Um, so the, the, our basic one is buddy referrals, you know, right at sign yep. up, we, we want people that just got the experience they got initially to start referring their friends, their coworkers, their families. That's going to be huge to keep our pipelines full. Um, yep. as far as like outside marketing, business to business networking, you know, partnering you're up with, you know, different businesses around the, uh, the city is very important as well. The relationships that you, uh, that you gather throughout the city 
they're always going to feed you. You know, if we have something here called our perks programs, where we partner up with different businesses, you know, drive traffic to, you know, whether it's a restaurant, a supplement store, whatever. And so our members can save going into that store. Um, so it's kind of one hand washes the other with when it comes to business to business stuff. That's social cool. media, social media is huge as well. You know, making sure that you're commenting, liking every everyone that interacts with you, making sure you got one or two posts up a day, keeping, you know, the limelight of Fifth Life out there at all at all times, man. It's very important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that's one thing that people don't understand. Like, you know, it, it's really simple to to like and comment, you know, even if you have someone designated to do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, because, you know, if you don't, I mean, it just, well, I mean, you know, whatever kind of, um, uh, you know, thing that Zuckerberg has going on at the moment, like whatever algorithms going, mm -hmm. you know, the, I mean, that's what's getting you more views and everything too, but and making it kind of go to the top of people's pages, you know. Yeah. I mean, engagement is huge, man. The more you engage or the more uh, your followers or new followers are engaged in your social media, the more you're going to get pushed up that algorithm. So yeah. you want to make sure that you're always, you know, your engagement is pretty high on social media. For sure. And that's, some, that's something, you know, it seems kind of basic, but a lot of people still miss the mark on that. So I always like to kind of circle back, you know, and, and kind of make that a point on a podcast, you know, when I get a chance to. I yeah. Mean, I, mean, I, I mean, I think, I think social media is probably the most powerful tool we have right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And all right, man. So everything is, I mean, everything looks pretty good for you guys over there. So um, like, what are your, uh, what are your future plans? Like, do you have like, let's say like in a year, what would growth look like for you guys? Um, growth for this facility here? Yeah. Expand it or open a new location. Um, you know, coming up to January, it's going to be tough to start fitting all these members in the in the building. So <laughs> an expansion would be nice. You know, a new facility would be nice. That's, you know, really up to your ownership. They're, they're always popping up new places all over North Carolina. So yeah. where, where the most success is, they're going to, they're going to put a new building there as well. Um, but as far as, you know, internally, it's just expanding the brand, man, making sure come January, February, March, which, you know, it's fitness history, Super Bowl. Yeah. So we want to make That's sure right. everyone knows who we are. You know, so when their new year, new me comes along, they're coming to fit for life. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, with, with 5,000 members, right? Like, you know, you get a lot more, you are going to have to get bigger. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. Eric, man, uh, we're towards the end of our time on the podcast. So one thing I like to ask everyone at the end, so knowing what you know now, um, what advice would you give yourself when you first got into the fitness industry or when you first started managing a club? The advice I'd give myself was to never get complacent. You know, there's times in the year where, you know, you're hustling nonstop every day. And there's times where you kind of just fall back and kind of, you know, observe, you know, and yeah. complacency is very common in this industry. Um, it's just to keep running, man. You know, I've learned over the past years, the more effort you put out there, the more successful you're going to be. So it's always, you know, hustling every single day, you know, nothing, nothing stops you. Make sure your team is, you know, hungry as well, making sure they're well-fed and it's the, the better team that you have, the more successful you're going to be. Yeah, for sure, man. And that's the thing, like when a lot of times when it gets easy, like when the money's kind of rolling in, people slack off. But mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing, like when it's easy, like go hard, right? Like, yeah. I mean, get, get it while it's there. Yeah, you know? man. I you're going to have to summertime. It's the slowest part of the year for most, for most gyms. So, you know, a lot of people will just live by the door and hope somebody walks in. I mean, the summertime is really, really practice time. It's really get out there and hustle and, you know, see what you got. So when it comes to the bigger months, you're, you're already ready to go. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you want to, you want to keep your sword sharp too, you know? So Mm -hmm. that's the thing, like, you know, at my gym, I mean, basically we've got it running to where I don't, I don't have to do a lot here anymore, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, I still want to be out there making sales, you know, or maybe keeping one PT client, two PT clients, just so I can stay in the business. Right. I mean, because I mean, you don't want to get, like I said, you want to keep your sword sharp for sure. Yeah, exactly, man. And you know, I'm the type of manager that I love being on the front line, man. I love being at the front desk and saying hi and bye to everybody and, you know, making the sales and stuff like that, because that goes, that goes a long way to know that the manager is working hand in hand with his employees. So I really strive off of, you know, making sure I'm in the mix at all times. Well, awesome, man. Eric, man, I had a, had a good time on the podcast today. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that the uh, audience will get some good value out of this. So thank you again. I appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Thank you guys. And for our audience out there, if you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button. And if you're a gym owner and you want to be featured in the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest until next time, gym lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, Or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing the work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with Trisha McIntyre from Perfect Fit Health and Fitness in Scarborough, Maine. Trisha, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, and thank you for having me on the show. It it is my pleasure and our listening audience's pleasure. Tell us all about Perfect Fit. What are you doing? How are you changing lives up there in Maine? All right. So Perfect Fit Health and Fitness is a very small personal fitness studio. I call it the personal approach to fitness. We do um, personal training, obviously, is our main source of income, um, as well as group fitness, some nutrition coaching, um, rent out the gym sporadically for some other folks, and we can get into that. Um, And I do some on-demand classes, um, virtual and in-person. Awesome. So a little bit of everything for anyone that wants to get their lives a little bit healthier, a little bit more fit up there in Scarborough. Exactly. Awesome. So you've been doing this just about a year. So (laughs) the bug hit you. We're in the middle of a pandemic and you said, you know what? I got to do this. What was your thought process like? How did the timing work out? Can you just walk us through how that all got started? Okay. It was really a whirlwind situation. So um, (laughs) I have always been into health and fitness. I was a dance major, dance teacher, taught group fitness classes, was gearing and during all this, I was in the corporate world. So I was a business executive. Um, 
early uh, and, and in between that, I was working on my CPT and my certified nutrition coaching. So it was something that I've always knew I wanted to, to do. I just was leaning back on the, I guess, on the corporate world. It was more financially stable at the time until January 6th of 2020 came and my company decided that they were going to close my office in Portland. Um, yeah, that was like, shit, now what? Um, so, but I was on their payroll until September 30th. And the same time that this happened, the studio that I worked for, the studio um, that I now own was closing its doors, not related to COVID, just they had a change they, they had a change that they needed to do in their life. So same time she approached me um, and asked me if I wanted the studio and looked at my husband and said, you know what, it's now or never, right? And this was before COVID. <laughs> so, and then COVID hit and, you know, realized, okay, this studio, what am I going to do? I decided it's now or never. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let this pandemic stop me because I felt like the universe had my back here. Everything was aligning as far as my my job was ending. This this was approachable, um, and I was prepared. I, I I was prepared to do my CPT, and this is what I've wanted to do. And clients in the past told me they wanted me to open up my own studio someday, and here it was. So the pandemic hit. And I just started doing some classes free to keep my um, current group fitness classes. So we just met via Zoom and I had it free so that when I opened the studio, they would still be with me. So I kept them engaged during that whole time. Um, when I first opened just about a year ago in July in the location is when we were able to come back to, this, to the gyms. Uh, I only really worked on group fitness at that time, just because I was still working a full-time job. And then when that ended, I did a more um, larger opening, open house, and I took on personal training clients as well as nutrition clients. It was very, very slow, uh, but I just kept at it. It's really the word of mouth that kept us going. Social media, um, really got involved in the social media, really got involved in the live in the live cast, which I hated doing, but you have to get out of that comfort zone. Um, and, you know, just running ads, just being me, being personable, going out, talking to people when you could. Um, that's really just, it was just, it's been a whirlwind. <laughs> and now I have had my open house last year was October 12th. So it's going to be almost a year that I, that I really feel it was the hard opening was when I had that open house and really invited people into the studio and to see what we had. Awesome. So yeah, it sounds like a whirlwind is an understatement, but once you decided you were going to do it, there was no stopping you for sure. Yep. So let's talk about some of the ways that you have grown the business and, and dig into that a little bit more because that's always something. Yeah. Every, everybody's always trying to find those next few great members and trying to build their base. Um, not a lot of people are just saying, you know what, I'm, I'm just here. I'm going to stay with, you know, the 20, 30 I opened with, whatever it is. It'd be great if you could open full with all perfect clients, but that's, that's not it. So you said that you, you've done the traditional things, right? Word of mouth has spread from when you were a trainer before and your Facebook lives and your Zooms, and you've been on the social media. Has that been just a lot of like, um, you know, just Instagram and Facebook posts? Are you on other types of social media with it? 
Yeah, for me, it really has been Instagram and Facebook. And Facebook has been more, um, I found that I, I received more clients from Facebook um, than Instagram on, for, my, for me. And my clients tend to be um, more middle-aged men and women. Um, some of, and then my younger clients came to me from, I, it's, it's kind of funny, I had a local interview with a, with a newspaper and the interviewer was, is now a client. So that, <laughs> so that ended up being, she was a client and then where she worked, she brought on, you know, her peeps and they're more group fitness now, but you know, she's bringing in that, that, that age group, the, but most of my age group, the age group that I'm kind of geared towards the midlife, they, they were Facebook. Um, and then the clients before that were with me, it's just, again, word of mouth and spreading. And I did little, I did little contests with my clients and, Hey, if you, if you check in at perfect fit, if you do a post, if you do this, you'll end up in a drawing. So I got them engaged into promoting perfect fit health and fitness as well. And that worked out really, really well. Awesome. And you mentioned you ran some ads at some point too. What has that been like? So, yeah, so I ran some traditional ads, which one of them was mailers, like mostly about mailing, but I took that from my personal approaches. I remember receive, I, re I received junk mail all the time and I throw it away. But one day I really wanted something and that postcard came in the mail. So voila, I called them and I said, okay, I'll throw it out. I'll try the, I think it was every mail, every, every door um, stop or whatever. It's a mailer. So I did that. Got a couple of clients out of that. I was like, okay, it cost me quite a bit, but I got a couple of clients. It was okay. Um, and then just being part of a local community here, it's called Scarborough by Local. And they helped us with some ads and I put them in our local paper here. And that has brought in, you know, the, the folks that do read the paper still. And then of course, Facebook ads, definitely. Um, we're, approaching the, we're approaching the clients that, um, that are on instant, they're on social media, and that's been beneficial. The other part besides the social media that I think I should is really upping your website and getting out there on Google. When I ask people how they found me, it's usually by the Facebook ads, some of it's by our local newspaper, but it's Google search too, and getting yourself up there. And I just worked with a, a local marketing team here that helped us get that. Um, get up there you know we, we had to do a lot of cleanup they revamped my website and it's worked all right so you've you've kind of hit that from about as many angles <laughs> as exists traditionally and it's it's no wonder why you're you know you're seeing the growth that you have so when people do find you from any number of channels um what type of intake process do you have did you do a one-on-one -on -one consultation and decide if group or personal training is better for them. How does that play out when somebody raises their hand and says, I want perfect fit? Yeah, we, absolutely. And because I keep saying that we're the personal approach, it is personal. I give them a call and if they want to come in and meet us and see the studio, we, um, we do that. Again, some people with COVID still want to have that virtual training or the virtual um, classes. So I respect that. But for the most part, everybody comes in, we chat, we know we, we get along right away typically, 
and we we do determine okay let's start with personal training if you haven't been exercising for a long time i always think i don't want to throw somebody in a group fitness class because you, it's hard to teach them form um, and I don't want them to get hurt. So we we typically start with personal training and add some group fitness as an addition to the personal training. Um, but some folks really just want the, want the fitness classes. Yeah. Um, but yes, so the intake is they, you know, a lot of my intakes are coming up directly from my website. So I get the consultation form and I give them a call or an email both sometimes and we set up the next assessment. We do 30 minutes of assessment. They come see the studio. They see what they like. They either, for the most part, 99% of them join at that time. Yeah. So you take a really individualized consultative approach to the extent that you can, whether it be virtual or in person. So Absolutely. that's great. And we see, you know, across the industry that when you are in a personalized service, kind of high touch studio you can do that and it yields the best results. Of course, if you were in a, you know, big Globo gym, LA fitness, you, it's much harder to do that and not as effective, but, but that's great. So you're pretty close to 50, 50 mix right now on your personal training and group training clients. Can you give us a rough breakdown of what pricing looks like there? Cause I know you're, you're in Scarborough. It's a kind of a suburb of Portland. So, but it's still the Northeast. So things can, you know, can be, you know, New England-ish, Boston market pricing. What are you looking like for an hour of personal training or say like group classes by the month? How does that work? Yeah, so everything is, so I don't have a membership fee. It's really, they pay, they pay by the class or pay, or pay by the personal training session. Um, okay. When I first opened, I, I did my market analysis. Um, mm -hmm. I'm probably a little low on the group fitness classes. Uh, I'm not promoting those as much as I am the personal perfect or sorry, the personal training, but the um, classes are $10 and $10 for the session. So whether it's a 45 minute class or an hour class, it's $10. You can also buy a package of 10 and that's 90 and they end up getting one free class. Um, but, and that's only available for, they have that package for like three months. And if they don't use it, they lose it. They have, um, they have to cancel within 24 hours. They don't, they lose it. So, um, and they do need to pre-register prior only because I keep my numbers down because of the, the COVID and um, I wanna know who's coming in. I did that specifically when I was opening up too, just because I wasn't sure who was coming. Um, and then for personal training, I'm $70 um, for the hour. And typically it's an hour session and then I have a few people that want to do 30 if there's if, if there's some kind of um just you know i have breathing problems or whatever but typically it's an hour so and then i go i do offer discounts based off the the package that they offer so if they go three six twelve twenty two the twenty two sessions is the lowest price and do you get into anything with small group or semi-private two or three clients to a trainer I do. So not really small group, only two. So we do a couple, okay. uh, we'll do a couple. And how I typically do that is I charge the full price for one, and then I do 30% of the set for the second one. Okay. So you're basically, you know, right on or around probably national averages. I know New England prices can be a little higher. Uh, as a New Englander myself, I, I love paying that tax. Um, yeah. but, you know, kind of breaks down to roughly $70 an hour for PT, $10 a class for group stuff. So 
That's that's great. That's that's really good info. So what has your trajectory been like? Um, you said you started off with group and then you've slowly biased more towards personal training. Mm -hmm. uh, is that just because of COVID and restrictions? Do you find it personally more fulfilling? What's your methodology behind that? And is that the way you're going to continue to go? Yeah. So I bought, I was a group fitness instructor first. Well, I was a dance teacher first, and then I was a group fitness instructor. So my love is group fitness. I love getting in front. I just, I just love the, the camaraderie and the socialism that we have in a group fitness class and the energy that it brings. But as I started teaching the personal training, and I, I love that one-on-one, -on -one. first of all, you end up becoming a psychiatrist sometimes, but <laughs> it's- um, True, we all know that's true. <laughs> but what I found- Psychiatrist too. Exactly. But what I found doing personal training is there's a lot of muscle imbalances that we're not, that we're not able to fix in a group fitness class and yeah. a group fitness. And, I want people to be successful and, and feel healthy and, and feel pain-free. And they're doing the group fitness classes, but they're not quite doing it right. And I don't have the time to take away from the class to go teach them how to you know do a squat. We say it to the general public, but I'm not saying their name out loud and they may not even hear it. Sometimes if the if um if it arises, I can stop them after class and say, hey, can I go over this with you? But for the most part, as I started teaching, per, per, uh, per, I can't talk, as I started doing personal training, I realized that it was so important for me to focus on that individual before getting them into a training, into a fitness class. Perfect. So you love the energy of the group stuff and that atmosphere, that shared suffering, so to speak, but you realize that you can make a bigger impact right now and get people on a better path if you have some one-on-one -on -one time with them at least to start off with exactly exactly yep so you had you had an early love and now you found a second one and you're you're finding the balance exactly and then you know i've added nutrition um and that actually has been fantastic uh, there's so many people out there looking for nutrition there's so many diets out there and they don't know where to go so when they google kind of nutrition where to start um i just wanted that to be a part of it to just be an add-on and for a couple of my long-term personal training they started with nutrition and then came in so i'm not making i didn't i didn't set my nutrition high my, my cost high so mm -hmm. getting them in and then getting them into to doing their workouts. So you're using it as a way to get people in your ecosphere to get better results, right? Mm -hmm. If they're already training with you, we all know that, you know, you cannot work a bad diet. Right. And I but say also, that all the time. <laughs> yeah. But also people who may come looking just for nutrition may find that they like their interactions with you and they want to see what your style of training is. So it can flow both ways. Exactly. Exactly. But, and I know you said that the, you didn't set your pricing super high on that, but you do have it as an additional cost. You're not just giving it away and devaluing it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Something we find all the time is if, if people pay, they pay attention, right? So it has to, has to have some value on it because you could be, you know, the, the most educated nutritionist, and I'm not sure uh, where you 
you know, got your background in nutrition from. I'm a personal, uh, I'm a huge fan of John Berardi, the, you know, he started uh, Precision Nutrition, but yeah. there, are, there are so many different places you can go, but whatever it is, you could be John Berardi. And if you give it away for free, people think, eh, it's, it's worth whatever you pay for it. So uh, putting some type of price tag on it is definitely, it's something that as trainers who get into fitness business, we often give away because we just want to do, 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 give so much, um, but we're not doing people a service if we're not making them pay attention. So I love that you put a price tag on it. Where that is, is debatable, pros and cons, but just the fact that you've done it probably makes your adherence that much more. So that's great. Yeah, thanks. So you've been at this about a year. Um, you came from a fitness background into being a fitness business owner, which is, I'm gonna say 80, 90% of our listeners, right? It doesn't often go the other way. So you had in your head all the things that you loved about it. And I'm sure that, you know, training, that love is still there for you. But on a business owner standpoint, we always have these things that we didn't expect that we love to do. And then some things we didn't think about that if we could never do it again, we would. So what would be your top one on both sides of that? What, what do you love that you didn't expect to? And what's the one thing that you can't wait to never have to do again if you can help it? If it comes in? Um... I, I, I do like the business side of it. So I did come from the business world as well. So I, I like the financial part. I like looking at the reports. I'm not really, I just don't like the forecasting, although it's, you got to do it. But mm -hmm. um, I do like, I do like the accounting side of it. Um, if I never have to do marketing and social media and coming up with posts, that's the first thing that's going to go for me <laughs> is getting that person to do the social media stuff. Yeah, that's um, that's a pretty common thing that we hear because it can it can really be a black hole for your time, energy, and to some degree money, right? Yes. So it's if you don't have a system in place where you have a a measurable, repeatable, you know, guaranteed like all right, I put a dollar in, I get three dollars back. Great, I put a dollar in. I get $5 back. Awesome. I put $500 in and then I'm not really sure what happened. And then a few people said that they saw my ads. It's kind of like, oh, should I be doing this or should right. I be spending more time on other things? And it, it really can turn into that. I mean, it's, it's amazing if you have all the systems and, and things in place for it, but if not, it, it can be a, a total black hole. So you're not alone on that. So if you feel like you're alone, you are not. But it's really cool to hear because you have a, a not necessarily fitness business background, but a business background that you really embrace looking at it, digging into the numbers and, you know, whether that's QuickBooks or Excel or Google Sheets or however you run, whatever you manage it, that you really get in and, and know your numbers and enjoy seeing, you know, the fruits of your labor turn into something tangible on a balance sheet. And that's something that not all of us find the love for. So um, do you attribute that strictly to your, your business background or do you, have you found ways to translate that into, you know, more clients equals more dollars equals I'm helping more people. Where's the, the biggest reward for you there? Um, the biggest reward, I, well, I think it's, helping more clients, but I, I do want to say it's the business background is just seeing it grow and being fruitful and watching, um, 
watching my own business go from this startup that was, you know, I, that I really should, I thought I'd be feeding it still now mm -hmm. that it's only a year in and I, it's now it's, it's growing itself. I mean, it's not growing itself, but I'm, but I'm not personally feeding financial investment into my own business anymore, which that just is really nice. <laughs> it, it sure is. Yeah. You know, nobody gets into business or, you know, if it is a business for you and it's not a hobby, nobody gets in this to be paying the business. I mean, ideally, you know, you, you start where you do have to take money out of pocket, whether it's initial investment or, yeah. you know, coming up where the, the shortfall is. And then you can take a breath when you get a break even. And then ultimately, you know, we all want to be generating enough revenue that there's profit because we do, you know, we want to put food on the table, but also the things that people don't think about is equipment breaks down. Mm -hmm. You need maintenance, you need new things. You need to worry about your future and what you're going to do there. And, you know, revenue and cash flow and, and ultimately profit are the engine that are going to help. As you said, it's, you said it's growing itself, but you corrected yourself because it's, it's sustaining itself and you're growing it and tending to it, you know, as one would, you know, the garden analogy or metaphors is always what I like because there has, there are things that will happen organically with it, but you have to be there to water it and feed it. And, and hopefully, you know, mother nature spreads some sunshine that doesn't come with COVID, but, but yeah, seeing that progress has, has got to really feel like, you know, all the dream and energy and effort you put into it is is coming to fruition. Yeah, and I think that's that's what I'm enjoying most. And you know, there was a lot of naysayers, obviously, trying to open during that time or during this time. So it's actually a lot of I can smile and say it's working. <laughs> yeah, it sure seems to be. So um, you know, you're sitting in your space, and we're an audio only podcast, but it, it looks like it's it's pretty roomy. Uh, where, what's the future for you in your space or beyond? What's your capacity? How many clients can you, and do you want to add there and is a larger or second location in your future? Yeah. So I definitely want a larger location because right now I, I just have one open floor where I do the training. Mm -hmm. And so if I have a group fitness class, there's no training going on. So the goal is to be able to have a big enough space where I have training and group fitness happening at the same time. So I need that space. Um, my husband's in real estate, so we're hoping to somehow get that combined. Um, so that, that is exactly. And the ultimate goal, you know, would be, I don't know if I want to open up a franchise, but I do want to open up several locations if possible, you know, and just, because I, I just feel the clients that I'm serving are not the clients that are going to the big box gyms. Um, they're the ones that come to me and say, they feel like a number or they don't know what they're doing. And, you know, I, I get it. And I want these people to, I want everyone to feel that they can come in and work out and learn how to do it. So. Absolutely. So you actually see yourself moving from, a training role to manager to owner to overseer in your yeah. progression of, of where you take it yep. one step at a time but that's that's where you want to go with it to to spread your impact you decided to be a trainer when you didn't need the money right you had a good corporate job 
-hmm. you said, I want to train people because I love it, not to put food on the table. And so that comes from a place of, of helpfulness and impact. So I think it is natural that you want to spread that. And like you said, maybe not a hundred gyms across the country, but maybe, you know, maybe another one on the other side of Portland, maybe, maybe spread around Maine a little bit on the, yeah. on the beautiful seacoast there. Right. Exactly. Inland's a little, a little foresty for me, but you know. Same here. Same here. I need to be at the coast, but we'll see. <laughs> the, the coast, the coast is amazing. So as you go on that journey, um, you know, you've only been doing this a year, but your business background has supercharged you, but there's still things to learn. There's still things to do. What do you think the biggest roadblock or the biggest challenge is going to be getting you there? Huh. Um, I think it's just, yeah, just a lot of times I'm, I'm throwing things on the wall to see if they stick. Mm -hmm. um, it's really just knowledge and just, I think it's just knowledge, more knowledge of the industry and running this business. Cause it is my first business I've ever owned. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I've worked with mentors. That was the first thing that I did was sign up with a mentor. But, um, I think my challenge is just really the, the either the fast pace of the, of the growth and mm -hmm. making sure I stay up with it and keep, keep innovating and making sure that. The other, and just making sure that I'm using useful time, useful um, resources. Perfect, perfect, yeah. And I think having in any way, shape or form being tapped into whatever knowledge base you can is, is definitely something that, that nobody should be afraid of. And I think that that's, that's part of the natural progression. So it's only been a year, uh, but you've, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah, it so, has. One of my favorite questions to ask is if you could go back a year ago and give yourself just one piece of advice and let's leave COVID out of it because yep. who the never know there, but something, what's the one tidbit you'd give yourself a year ago? A year ago. Um, don't be afraid. Just do it. And I guess that's what I did, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's great. And sometimes, you know, people out there need to hear that, but sometimes if, if you believe in it, and you know you're going to put the hard work into it, you're going to do everything you can to make it work. Or you can't just say, I'm going to do it and hope it happens. But if you believe in it and you know that you're ready to take it on, and sometimes you're just going to jump, burn the yeah. boats, exactly. hop on tour and, and see what you can do. <laughs> I say a lot, and I said this actually to my team before we left my corporate job, and I said it in a recent interview, and I actually say it all the time. Find what lights your soul on fire. Find what lights your soul on fire, keep it up and do it. You need stability in your life. So for me, it was, I was working a different job, but I found what lights my soul on fire. So when it was time to do something different, I was ready to do it. So. Perfect, perfect. I think there was gonna be some great parting words. Trisha, we're out of time, but before we let you go, where can people find you? What's your website? What are your social media handles? How can they find out more about perfect fit and health? Perfect fit, health, and fitness in Barbara. It's a yes. mouthful. Like it, it is a mouthful. <laughs> and there's a story behind that. But you can find me at www.perfectfithealthandfitness.com. And that's the same for Facebook and Instagram. It's all perfectfithealthandfitness.com for fitness. No underscores, no backslashes, no numbers, just perfect fit, health, and fitness everywhere that you want to go. Absolutely. All right. Trisha, thank you so much for your time. 
I appreciate having you here. It's been great. Thank you. You're very welcome. And to our listeners, we appreciate you as always. We hope you like this episode. If you want to hear more, get notified of new episodes when they drop, click the subscribe button, give us a like, leave a review. We love your feedback. If you want to be on the show, click the link in the description. There's a form, fill it out. Someone from the team will get back to you as soon as possible. To everybody out there in Jim, Jim Lord's nation, keep kicking ass, keep changing lives. Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.